Welcome to In the Garden with Keith Ramsey. We did a podcast uh, on Victory Gardens, and I had no idea how that would take fold throughout many, many neighborhoods. And you're seeing that at, at the Garden Center. We are. People are staying at home. People who want to grow their own food. It's been a, a crazy phenomenon. Um, organic gardening picked up over the last 10 years for sure. But um, we're definitely at a point now where people have the time and they're at home and there's been all kinds of crazy shortages and um, people are worried about how many people are touching their food. And so there's there's been a huge spike. Um, growers that are growing their third crop this year, when they typically grow one or two, wow. um, they're, they're, they've added a whole another rotation. We've been short on veggies through the entire season. You know, we're ordering them from anybody and everybody. We order them heavy. We get half of what we ordered, so it's been it's been good. It's it's um, and I think it's you know it's good for people. It's good for kids, parents to get their kids out there and and you know get their hands in the dirt and then show them where food comes from. It makes life pretty simple. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about preparation because people are actually taking parts of their landscape that may have hit grass or uh, wasn't really growing too well. Um, and I've seen people put uh, like black tarps uh, to probably eliminate the sunlight, tr- yep. try to get that going. W- yeah. What do you recommend? What's the fastest so, way to do it? So you, there's organic sprays you can use to kill the grass, um, fatty acids, a lot of times that, that, that are used. But you can you can spray the grass to kill the grass. You can put down cardboard and then pile soil on top of the cardboard or um, craft paper, you know, packing paper. We just we just got an order of tropicals in, and we're using all that all that packing paper to put in between the rows and put compost over in our mm-hmm. community garden. So that's an easy way to start. Um, or you can dig the grass out. I usually recommend leaving people. A lot of people will want to dig out all the clay and put in good good soil, and, it, and that tends to give you the cereal bowl effect where it just it the, it turns to mush it's really? too much too much good soil in a bowl basically so the bowl fills with water and you've got all this peat based or pine bark based um, product and it just it just stays soppy and wet hmm. um, so they having, look good but it's not good right, exactly so having <laughs> clay mixed in you know clay absorbs a lot of water and it has mm-hmm. a lot of um, minerals and, and nutrients um, it holds nutrients really well sometimes too well but it holds them well so so blending that clay in or top dressing it and then just digging into the clay so that mm-hmm. the plants can root down into the clay but one of the one of the things that we've been showing people is you know these raised gardens get you up out of the clay you still need a little bit of that native soil in there if you can get it in there. It's, it's ideal. A lot of people follow in the square foot garden where you've got several different sources of compost. And then you're using, um, you know, pine bark base, you're using vermiculite. But th- really, the more variety of soil you're kind of adding and then adding a little bit of fresh soil every year. Mm-hmm. One of the things that we've been doing with kids this year, and, and I think for parents that don't have a lot of space or don't have a lot of time or money to spend, it's a great way to connect a kid to where food comes from. A pack of lettuce seed, $1.99, and a bag of soil. Mm-hmm. And just set the soil on the ground. Take a kitchen knife poke some holes all the way through the bag mm-hmm. and then cut the center of the bag out on the top with the bag laying flat and then rough that soil up spread your lettuce seed in there and then just rough you know rough the lettuce seed in with your fingers and water and within within a week or two you've got lettuce coming up you know and now the kids are interested in eating greens because they grew them 
or cucumbers are a, a, a perfect scenario or um, peas, you know, some of the sugar snaps, you know, they're super easy. You, cucumbers or peas, you want to you soak in water overnight. Um, you take them out and you push them in the soil. Mm-hmm. It's, it's about seven days you're going to see a, a big, healthy plant coming out of the ground. So the kids are excited about it. Once the, um, once the soils, I mean, once that plant comes up, you've got, you've got sugar snaps, which are sweet. They're really healthy. They're really good for you. You know, you get your kids hooked on those and they're eating them right off the vine. Cucumbers are the same way. You know, you can go out there and they're picking them off the vine. And now all of a sudden they like cucumbers because they grew them. Most of that kind of stuff you can plant this time of year. Tomatoes are a great one. They get so big and leafy and you get kids excited about growing those. And tomatoes are something that tomatoes, peppers seem to be something that people really strive to grow different varieties of. And, and it's kind of a competitive scenario. So we're in the springtime. We are getting a, a good share of water. And we, we've had podcasts about just watering. Um, Absolutely. And you can really kill vegetables. But too much water, I'm assuming? Yeah. Um, you know, veg, veggies are probably best watered once a week if if you can. I'm touching them up a second time. They don't require a lot of water, but you don't want to let them go completely dry either, especially during germination. Germination, you may want to water more often. That that could be almost even a daily thing, making sure they've just kind of evenly moist until those seeds come up and then, then backing it off to about once a week. And plants will do really well in that scenario. Mm-hmm. You, you you talked about lettuce seeds. Can you do that now? Uh, yeah, so lettuce you can do inside. You can put it in a flat or you can put it like in a bag of soil like I was talking about under mm-hmm. a light. It's getting a little bit, you know, we're we're getting to that, that time of year where it may be a little bit too warm for lettuce outside. It's going to wilt. Yeah, that's what I was um, thinking. But you could, do it in the, you could do it in morning sun and afternoon shade. You can always get lettuce to sprout and just, and just harvest baby lettuce. So you can do that year round. You can do it in the house. Um, you can do it in a pot or in a bag, you know, in a flat. Um, so it makes it makes it a fun project at any at any given time. And all the warm season stuff, peppers, tomatoes, you can plant on up until probably the um, 4th of July. 4th of July is when a lot of the winter squash go in. Pumpkins, if you're going to grow pumpkins, you want to, you know, if you want to grow pumpkins with your kids and have your own jack-o'-lantern, mm-hmm. um, that would be kind of a 4th of July scenario. That, that week before the week after is ideal. And then the next the next date that you want to put on the put on the calendar for veggie gardens is is August fifteenth. Hmm. Why is that? August fifteenth is when all the cool season stuff needs to go in. So that's when it seems you know really hot and really early. But that's ideal time for broccoli and collards and cabbage, hmm. kale, all that, all the Brussels sprouts. You get the starts. You plant them out there. They kind of sit there in the heat, they root in, and then as the cool weather comes on, they really start to produce and do well. And it's it's an important kind of date because planting them later, a lot of times they just don't finish well. And then you can you can do cool season twice a year. It's basically August 15th and um, February 15th. Mm-hmm. So like right now, we're on our third harvest of broccoli, um, big six, eight-inch heads of broccoli. The first time you cut that broccoli – and then you have little pups that come off the side oh. that are that are still nice broccoli heads. Those produce, you cut those, and they, they just keep getting smaller and more plentiful, mm-hmm. um, just like deadheading a flower because that's basically what you're what you're doing. So, you know, August 15th and February 15th for cool season veggies. 
mm-hmm. in North mm-hmm. Carolina. Mm-hmm. So over the winter, uh, anything you need to do uh, before the winter? Not comes? really. Um, you know, cool season veggies will go on into winter. Um, mm-hmm. It just depends on how, how harsh our winters are. Um, a hard, hard freeze would take out broccoli and, and some of that stuff, so you'd want to harvest it ahead of time. But a lot of times it'll come back and keep producing, you know, in a warm winter. Cover crops in the wintertime, like a a uh, crimson clover or an annual rye or topping a garden off with compost and just letting it sit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and even things like Swiss chard, they... they yeah, Swiss and, chard's almost... It, it'll almost turn into a woody plant and stay in the garden year-round. Yeah. So you can harvest off of it nonstop. Arugula is the same way. Arugula will hang around forever. I mean, you can if you keep cutting it, it just keeps coming. Yeah. So biggest danger, I guess, from for, for veggies are uh, uh, living things. Yeah. Deer, I mean, you know, but like deer. I mean, we I've I've been using I must garden this year. We've got deer in our garden. They're walking around, and and the deer repellent works really well. Okay. Well, if you have any questions, uh, there's lots of experts at uh, Garden Supply Company in Cary, 1421 Old Apex Road. You can call them, 919-460-7747. They're open regular hours, uh, so it's uh, 9 to 6, Monday through Friday, Saturday 8 to 6, Sunday 11 to 5. If you want to email, uh, it's info at gardensupplyco.com, the website, gardensupplyco.com. You've been listening to In the Garden with Keith Ramsey.